What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you or a loved one needs help getting sober, whether it's you or somebody else need help getting into treatment, you need you have any questions, you can contact my number. It is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Um, I think an important topic that a lot of people need to hear, a lot of people question, they inbox me a lot of this, um, this question a lot of the time, and it's, um, when do I know that I need rehab? Or how do I know I need to go to treatment? Um, what type of signs are there for me to know that I really need to get help? And, um, you know, there's a lot of different signs. And, listen, there's never going to be a time where people get motivated to go. I think that's like the biggest thing when I, when I'm talking with somebody and it's quite obvious that they need to go to treatment. Um, everybody's like, well, I don't want to go. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Nobody wants to go to treatment. You know, nobody's ever like, yeah, I'm ready to go to rehab. Like I'm real excited to go. Um, you know, it's very, very rare. The truth of the matter is it's going to save your life. And that's the most important thing. If you're serious about your recovery and you have insurance or or um, you're able to pay for rehab, I know it's expensive in a lot of places. That's why insurance covers a lot of it. Um, or if you get a scholarship somewhere, I mean, listen, the truth of the matter is it's going to end up saving your life, especially if you go to the right places. And um, I think the biggest, see, this is where addiction is really tricky because um, we are constantly trying to convince ourselves that we can do something by ourselves. And the truth of the matter is more times than not, it's your way of thinking that puts you in this position to begin with. It's your way of doing things, which is why you're in this position in the first place. And so a lot of times it takes, not a lot of times, every time, every time you're trying to get clean, if you want to get sober, you have to do things a different way. You have to take suggestions. You have to be willing to go to any lane to really get your life on track. Now, rarely, like I said before, is anybody excited to go. And at the same time, when people, after they leave, they're always happy that they did. Whether you have family, uh, you have a family back home, um, whether you have a job and a career, or you're worried about your family finding out, like there's all these bullshit excuses why people don't want to go. And there's never reasons why they should go or they don't pay attention to those reasons. And I know there's the case for me, you know, so I'm not judging anybody. I played the same game. I went to rehab four times and guess what? None of the times I wanted to go and none of the times I thought it was a good idea. And each and every time I needed it. And even though I didn't always get sober after rehab, it did help me every single time, you know. And um, so, so you know, I think I think some of the some of the signs or how you know um, it's necessary for you is just the evidence of not being able to stop on your own. You know, if you have if you've been struggling with drinking or getting high for X amount of years or even X amount of months, it doesn't even have to be that long. And you've tried to stop on your own. It's it's an obvious 
red flag that doing things on your own isn't working out. You know, if you were able to stop on your own, you would do it. And the biggest thing with rehab when you go to when you go to good facilities, because let's let's not get it twisted. I mean, there's there's plenty of, of shitty spots out there, but there's also plenty of really great spots. And that's what I I help people get into good places because I have resources like that in the U.S. Luckily, you know, I've been able to um, I, I work with I work with one of the best treatment centers in in, uh, in the U.S. Uh, at Laguna View detox and they have other facilities as well and and it's tremendous place but there's plenty of good there's plenty of good places um you just have to know what you're getting into you have to do a little bit of your research or you have to get connected with people who can guide you in the right place but if you if you need if you're serious about getting clean then why not i always tell people why not invest the month into going away and building some momentum and getting stabilized so you can think clearly. So when you come back home, you can go to meetings and you have some momentum, you have some preparation, you learn some tools to actually um, live on a sober basis. It's like when you wake up every day and you're in the same routine and you're in the same place, you're dealing with the same triggers each and every day. It's very, very difficult to get sober in that type of environment. Am I saying it's impossible? No. Of course not. You know, there are meetings. Um, there are certain environments where there are certain groups that you can get connected with where you don't have to go to rehab. But it certainly helps when you have a month uh, clean time and you have that momentum going forward. So, you know, one of the signs is if you've tried getting sober on your own and you seem to, to continue to fail over and over and over again, well, there's a reason for that. You know, it's because our mind is working against us. It's not working for us. And we kind of need to start taking guidance from other people who have been there. Another huge sign that you need rehab is obviously if you're, go- if you're physically addicted. If you're in a place where you are physically dependent and addicted to certain drugs or um, alcohol, you definitely need to go away and you need to go to a proper facility and a proper detox. Trying to do it on your own in that scenario is kind of foolish. You know, if you have an opportunity to go to treatment, it's, it's, uh, you better take it. You know, this is your life that's on the line. And, you know, I've spoke about this many times when you're talking about alcohol and benzo withdrawals, it's just not safe to do it, to, to get clean without going to detox. You need to get medical help. When you're dealing specifically with benzos like Xanax, Klonopin, Valium, you know, things like that and alcohol, also barbiturates, but that's kind of rare in today's day. You know, it's not as, uh, it's not as prescribed or it's not out there as much as it, as it once was in the past. So, um, but if you're dealing with physical withdrawals, trying to kick from home is fucking miserable because there's always that itch that you want to scratch. It's quite obvious day in, day out, every minute of the day, every hour that goes by, you don't want to be feeling sick when you're miserable, when you got the restless legs, when you can't eat, um, when you're throwing up, when you have the shakes. I mean, all of these withdrawal symptoms are brutal. 
and trying to do it at home, which I have done before, it sucks. I mean, you're constantly, not only are you fighting the withdrawals, but you're fighting yourself. You're fighting your thoughts. And it makes it very difficult, almost nearly impossible to, to get clean that way. Um, very tough. Another sign is obvious dysfunction in your life. If you go to work and you feel like you're, um, you can't go to work unless you're high or um, you owe money. There's other dysfunction, like you owe money to a lot of different people. Um, there's, uh, you know, your family members are noticing that there is a problem and you're denying it. I mean, this is obvious. Um, these are obvious signs that you need to help. Because I mean, if you're denying it to begin with, obviously you're you're uh, you're not in a place where you're going to be open to it anyway. But if you're denying um, or if you're lying to others and hiding your addiction, um, that's a really good sign. Obviously, that you that you need to get the right help. Um, and you know, it, it's funny, like. I always talk with people because I because I do help people get go to rehab and stuff. And it's really funny talking with people before they go in and then talking with people afterwards. And it's such a clear transformation of who you were before you went in and who you are after you step out. And it's really cool to see, you know, it's almost like you get the blinders taken off and you get presented with an opportunity to actually live your life. That's what rehab is, man, you know, especially when you go to a good spot. It's like you get another chance at life. The problem is, man, is when you're sick and when you're in your active addiction, you think that there isn't another way to live or you're afraid to live a different way because you're just so used to being in this cycle. You're so used to the routine and it's all you know or it's all you're comfortable with. There's a saying I've always liked and it's people would people would rather I think Les Brown uh, said this. He says, people would rather live in known hells than explore strange heavens. And what that means is people would rather continue to live in uncomfortable, um, disgusting environments, uh, type of, of situations in life that they are used to, even though it's really shitty. They'd rather do that because it's known then explore a different avenue that might be delightful. And the reason for that is because it is the fear of change. That's the biggest thing when I'm, when I'm talking with people is people are fearful. And I was like that too. I was always fearful of doing something different because I didn't know what that looked like. Even if somebody told me, you know what, there's so much of a, there's so much of a better opportunity for you. There's so much more to life. I would always like a part of me believed them and, and I, and I knew what they were saying was true, but there was also a huge part of me that I couldn't actually jump in with both feet and, and, and make that leap of faith because I didn't know if that was the truth for me. Like I always knew that there was a possibility of living a different way and having a good life, but I didn't know if that was actually in the cards. Like I couldn't picture, I couldn't imagine what I didn't know. 
And I didn't know that there was a good life for me without using drugs or alcohol. What I also was ignoring the, was, was the fact that life wasn't good for me anyway when I was using. You know, I, I kind of, I was sure I was fearful of the unknown, but I also uh, was kind of ignoring that life was turned into, into an absolute nightmare for me and drugs and alcohol, even though I thought it worked for me, it clearly was not anymore, you know? So when, when you present rehab with people, they, they think that they're trapped or they think that, um, you know, that this is a life sentence. Um, they think, they think it's jail, you know, it's jail 2.0 and, you know, you couldn't be, you couldn't be further from the truth, but it's hard to convince someone that when they can't imagine something different, you know, it's not that rehab is going to fix all the problems in your life, but it is kind of like opening the door to a brand new life. It get, it opens up, it starts the opportunity where you can really live differently and change your life dramatically. You know, um, I think I think another big sign for me was that I was willing to risk so much. I was willing to risk all the trouble in the world. Um, I was throwing all my money away, obviously, and I was spending all my money. Um, and I was willing to get into huge trouble, whether it be legal consequences or it be relationship consequences. Con, con consequences, um, you know, and, and whether it be a career, you know, you're risking your career, your job, there was way more risk involved than safety for me. For a long time, getting high worked for me, it provided safety, but it got to a point where the consequences were everywhere. Every single day I was using the consequences were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, it got to the point where I couldn't, I could not ignore that anymore. I got wrapped up in so much legal trouble, so much isolation too. Like nobody wanted to be around me, you know. Um, I was really in a, in a dark place. And it just had to get to a point where, okay, you know what? I fear change, but I also, I also started to really fear continue living the way I, I was living. And I needed to try something different. Not even necessarily because I knew it was going to work, because I certainly didn't. But I was willing to take the risk because the way I was living was scaring the shit out of me, you know. And it doesn't even have to be in a physical sense. It doesn't have to be... Um, it doesn't have to be the environment you're living in. It, it, it could be mental and emotional pain. Really, that's what it comes down to. When, you, when you're ready to get clean, it all comes down to your pain threshold. How much pain are you willing to actually go through and put up with? And, you know, I, I, hit, my, I hit my wall. I hit, I hit a wall and I just said, you know what, fuck it, man. I'm putting my hands up and I'm surrendering because I got to do something different. I, I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna uh, live past 21, living the way I was, you know. So, um, and you know, my my family and my mom in particular, she would always tell me how I really need to go away and get help. And I remember always trying to, you know, yeah, yeah, and brushing it off and. 
And then other people started saying it. And then some friends would start saying it. It's like, you know, if one person says, uh, uh, you look like a goose. If one person says it, you can kind of brush it off. If a second person says it, you might have to, might have to question it. And if a third person says you look like a goose, then you know what, you probably are. But the manipulation and the justification is so strong, at least for me, when I was actively using, that I would go to, I would just go to so many lengths to justify how what I was doing was okay, you know. And um, so you know what, I I I just got to a place where. Well, to be honest with you, the first time when I was 18, I ended up going to rehab. Um, it was my senior year, and this was on the on the back of my first DUI. Um, yeah, it was in October. It was in October of 2010. Holy crap. Yeah, it's October of 2010 when I got my first DUI. And... Um, I was, uh, I was really heading towards a bad place. You know, I was out of control, obviously, with my using. And my mom, my mom said, you're going to rehab. I said, I can't go to rehab. I got school. <laughs> yeah, I got school. I've, I've never uttered those words before in my life. School never stopped me from doing anything. I didn't give a shit about school. All of a sudden, I wanted to be a, a scholar. <laughs> yeah, I got school. You know, I'm saying, yeah, that's all right. Uh, I think we're going to, I think we're going to park you in rehab anyway. And, um, so I remember I told my, I told my principal, I said, Hey, you know, I'm going to rehab. Um, kind of being forced to go to rehab and my, and my assistant principal, who was actually my English teacher in the ninth grade at the time. Um, she, uh, she started smiling and she said, good. She said, you need to be there. We, we've been, we've been waiting for you to go. And so hardly it was a revelation, um, to anyone in, in my school. I mean, everybody knew it was good. And, um, I said, well, what about the work? And she said, yeah, don't, don't worry about the schoolwork. <laughs> they weren't going to hold me back. I mean, uh, they wanted me the hell out of school. I was a nightmare in, in my high school. I really was. Um, so, you know, I went and, and I did, I learned a lot. It was a really good place. And, um, I, I definitely was not ready to get clean yet. And that's another thing that people say, say, you know what? I'm not ready. I'm not ready to get clean. And so what's the point of me going to rehab? And you know what? It doesn't matter if you think that you're ready because you're not in the right mind frame to begin with. But once you get into an environment where you're hearing different things and you get a different perspective and you're around people who have been through the, been through what you've been through and worse, you start to open up to different ideas. Now you might not, I wasn't ready when I was 18 to fully get clean. And, um, and that's okay because I did learn a lot and, and it did serve its purpose. It was a, it was a part of my journey and it really doesn't matter if you've been to rehab 20 times. Because you can get it on the 21st. You just have to keep going. You just have to keep trying. There, it's never a bad idea to try to do something positive with your life. And if you're trying, and if you're thinking about going to rehab or you're thinking about trying to get sober, that is a positive thing. It's never a bad idea to make a positive decision with your life.
it doesn't matter what your limiting belief is. It doesn't matter if you actually think you can do it or not. You just have to put yourself in a position where you can start and the rest will take care of itself. When I got clean when I was 20, did you think there was no way I thought I would be able to stay clean for any amount of length of time? I wouldn't have even given myself a week. I mean, a week seemed impossible to me. Fuck a week. I couldn't even imagine eight hours clean. And, but I just kept putting one foot in front of the other, you know? So that's another excuse that people use is, oh, I'm not ready or I can't, you know, I can't stay clean or this, that, and the third. And you just got to put yourself in these positions, you know, to uh, put yourself in a position to win. And, um, you know, and I, and then I, obviously I got arrested when I was 19 and then I went to a couple of rehabs, um, after I got out of jail and man, I did not want to be there. I was so miserable. I was such a miserable kid. I, I wanted to get out of jail and I wanted to just go back home and pretend like I wasn't just in jail for six months and I wanted to go back doing my own thing. And, and this, I'll never forget this. I remember getting out of jail and, like I said, I'd been there for six months and I was out for no longer than 10 minutes before I thought to myself, man, I would love to get high just one last time, you know, before I go into rehab, I would love to love to do my thing and, and just have one more shot. And, uh, and that's crazy. It's madness. I just spent six months in jail from a crime I committed when I was, um, heavily under the influence. And you would think that that would be enough to learn your lesson. And for me, it clearly was not. Now, granted, I did get taken right to right to rehab. I did not uh, get the chance. But if there was a little bit of time and I went back home and I didn't go right to rehab, I definitely would have. And it just shows the, the just how powerful addiction can be. It's like your rationale and, and your like rational way of thinking and um, any type of logic and sense just goes right out the window when it comes to drugs and alcohol. It's, it's unbelievable. And so I did, I went to a couple of rehabs and uh, I learned quite a bit, man. You know, I, I went to a really shitty place that <laughs> it was a state run facility in New York. And um, I mean, it was a shitty spot, but but, you know, it served its purpose. And then I went to another facility after that for about, um, I was there for probably four, at least four months, but I think it was like five, I think it was like five months. And, uh, it was a great place, you know, that place changed my life. And I was actually there on a scholarship and I got very lucky that I was able to stay. Um, and, and that was, and that was kind of my springboard into, into recovery. You know, I didn't get sober completely after that, but I did, I did get about nine months together. After I left that rehab, I went to a sober house for about, I was there for probably four months as well. Yep. Four months. And, um, and, and then I relapsed, but after that relapse, that's when I hit my bottom. I mean, that's when I really hit my bottom and, and shit really hit the fan quickly like within a few months, you know, and, uh, and then I was able to get clean after that, but no, no part of that process did I think that 
um, this was going to work for me or that this was a necessary step. Like, oh, I never thought I needed to go. But I was always happy that I did after I got out, you know, and that's and that's usually the common denominator with people. They, no one wants to go. That's OK. It doesn't matter what you want. Your life probably is in ruins right now because you're constantly chasing what you want. So doing something that you don't want is probably a good thing. You know, so um, nobody left rehab and said, man, you know, I was I was much better off getting high. <laughs> Doesn't happen. And if you've been to plenty of rehabs, don't uh, don't get discouraged. And if it's and if it's a first time, like if you've never been to rehab and you're really fearful about what it entails and and uh, listen, it's probably nothing like you're thinking it is. A lot of rehabs are really great places, and it's it's some time to to reflect on yourself and take yourself out of your environment. And give yourself a chance to start a new life. Nothing's guaranteed, of course, but you open up your mind to thinking differently. And you're able to reflect on why you're in this position and what you can do differently and how and what you want out of your life. You know, some people, some people can go for 30 days, 28 days, 30 days and, um, you know, go back home and, and things work out. Other people need to go away for for. Uh, 30 days and then go to a PHP for three months and, and, and sober living, you know, and some people go away to rehab and, and never come back home because that's what they need to do. And, um, but it always takes that first step, you know? So if you're in that spot, do not be fearful. Um, I promise it can work out. So, uh, well, listen, that's all I got for today. Um, if you or a loved one needs a resource for rehab or you're thinking about going for yourself, um, you can always contact me. My number is 203-917-8862. Again, that's 203-917-8862. All right, guys. Hope everybody has a tremendous day, and I will see you on the next one.